0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Hoops, Zooted. I am your host, Evan Moore, and it has been a very nice week to be a Lakers fan. There have been four games since the last podcast, and there have been four wins since the last podcast. And to top it off... The little cherry on top that we got tonight was we won the first NBA in-season tournament, the NBA Cup, the first one ever. So you know what that means, Laker fans. Um, according to the rest of the league, this in-season tournament doesn't mean anything. Uh, the NBA Cup doesn't mean anything. It's It's been completely invalidated because the Lakers won it. so anyway um as you can see i'm i'm pretty happy tonight i'm i'm here to celebrate i've got got my nice new little bong here that's actually like yeah it's hard to see like i can see if you can like but it's it's one of those color changing ones and you can get see just a little bit of you know it was mostly gold but you can see like a little bit of purple starting to going kind of show up here so it's a nice little laker colors now and i'm smoking a little bit of louis the 13th tonight so anyway um you know and i've also got you know a little bit of my own you know music here so um you know i'm gonna play a little bit of um you know my own music to take a little break and to take a little bit of hit take a hit here real quick and you know Happy to see everybody, and go Lakers, and first cup champions ever, and, you know, screw everybody who's going to ask the stupid question of what does this mean for um, LeBron's goat status. Fuck that question. Fuck that question in general. So sick of that fucking question, but anyway, I'll be back in a minute. Much better. Oh, oops. A little technical snafu there started to loop on me. Anyway, that was, you know, my track. You know, just like the intro and the outro, you know, I I made that myself. So, anyway, back to the fun. Um, You know, like I said, it's been a great week to be a Lakers fan, you know. Started off with a, a really nice win over the Rockets, 107 to 97. And that was that was a great game because you know, we did not shoot that well in that game, but we still dominated that game start to finish and you know played great defense in that game. Um, and that's, that was, you know, the first game where we had this team almost completely healthy. We had everybody but gave Vincent back for that game. So that was great. You know, that was a great way to start everything off for this, for the week. Um, you know, and, you know, gave me a lot of confidence about what I feel is like a blueprint for this team. I feel that you know, defense and, you know, points in the paint are the strength of this team. And, you know, if they hit their threes, you know, they're going to blow teams out. But, you know, they should still be able to, you know, beat teams even when they're not hitting their threes if they play good enough defense. So, you know, and that, that Rockets game was a great example of that. And, you know, just a great way to start off this little win streak that we've been on. Um and then, you know, we got um the first tournament game right after that, um, the Suns. And, you know, it's the third time we played the Suns this season. You know, we're already we were already 2 0 up on them. So, you know, getting this win 106 to 103, you know, seals the tiebreaker for us over the Suns this year so that's huge so not only did that you know help us advance in the tournament you know and get us another regular season win because those you know wins count for the regular season you know that that was just that was great you know it was so so nice to get that tiebreaker against the suns and you know because i i think that's good possibly going to be important later in the season. So you know, and then anyway, and then we follow that up, you know, the next tournament game. Um we get, you know, go to Vegas for the Final Four in Vegas and that first tournament game was against the Pelicans and you know, I have to admit like I was I was a little nervous going into that game. I thought the Pelicans were really going to give us, you know, everything everything we could handle. So, you know, I, I, I admit I was nervous going into that game, but they came out and they dominated that game. Ended up winning by, you know, 44 points, 133 to 89. Just incredible dominating performance start to finish. Just, you know, probably one of their best games all season you know defensively and offensively so um you know that that was great and you know put us in the championship game here on saturday and you know here we go against the pacers here tonight and that was a great game tonight you know start to finish you know the, the Lakers dominated. They they had control of that game. You know, it wasn't, like, a big lead that they ever had. But every time, every time the Pacers made a run at them, you know, they were able to push them back, you know, get the lead back, you know, to a comfortable place. And, you know, they ended up winning 123 to 109. You know, good 14-point win in the end. But, like, you know, they the whole time, you know, they kept it at good, like, you know, six to eight points. And just, you know, this number one offense of the Pacers, you know, only holding them to, you know, 109 points. And then the biggest thing that stands out to me for this game, you know, overall as a a team, at least, is that the Lakers only hit two three-pointers in this game. Two three-pointers. Like, let, let me say that again. Two three-pointers the entire game. Um, one by Torian Prince and one by Cam Reddish. You know, two for 12. So, you know, first of all, they weren't shooting that many threes, you know, only shooting 12. But like, you know, only hitting two. And, you know, you, you just heard what I said about the game. They, they dominated this game start to finish. Um, you know, and I, I tweeted that out after the game, like, you know, can, can your team, you know, only hit two threes and still dominate a a team start to finish. You know, that's, that's a pretty hard thing to do. I don't think too many teams in the league can do that. You know, that, that was pretty damned amazing. So, you know, from a team standpoint, like that, that blew me away. That was impressive. And, you know, yeah, I could be happier. And then, you know, from an individual standpoint, you know, we had a couple of really amazing things happen tonight. You know, AD had a 40-20 game with four blocks. 40 points, 20 rebounds, four blocks. You know, actually 42 points, I believe. But um, freaking believable. Like you know obviously ad wanted that 500,000 they all wanted that 500,000 and you know like i think we all underestimated here at the beginning of the season like you know i think i was one of the ones who said like you know that's that seems like you know a little bit of a motivation but like how much is that a motivation for these guys but the more i think about it like it makes total sense you know because it's completely discretionary like their salary is like probably you know already you know kind of budgeted and spoken for and you know winning this is like getting like a christmas bonus you know it's it's discretionary you know you can do whatever you want with it so yeah I, I i think i see you know the motivation behind it and yeah i mean this tournament has been great and you know I'm i'm not just saying that just because the lakers won it you know that you know that that obviously you know was a big motivator, you know, helped me enjoy it a lot more. I'm not going to lie, but you know, like every, all the other tournament games that I watched were really enjoyable. And I liked the the point differential. I liked how that came into play in games, you know, um, you know, for qualifying and everything. So I love this tournament. I want more of it. I'm all for them expanding it next year. Um, you know, and the biggest thing for me is you know this team you know and just basketball in general this time of year like a lot of guys just aren't motivated um you know it's a 82 games is a long long season so you know it makes sense it's understandable you know but you know it's just the, the season is just it's way too long and Anyway, um, you know, kind of lost my train of thought there for a second. You know, that's, that's what happens, you know, when you smoke anyway. um, So anyway, but, you know, my biggest thing about the the tournament is that I'm just, I'm so happy that it's made good, exciting basketball here this time of year, because it's not, it, it usually just doesn't happen, basically. Like a lot of these games are a slog and kind of boring. And you can tell that a lot of, a lot of the players just don't care about what's going on this time of year. You know, like, you know, they're, they're thinking about, you know, the holidays themselves. And, you know, the, the main part of the season hasn't really kicked in. Like, you know, like I've said before, like there's, there's levels to an NBA season. Like, you know, before the calendar turns, these, you know, like October, November, December, it's kind of a little like laissez-faire, a little, you know, kind of working their way up to, you know, getting into game shape and, you know, really caring about the game. You know, you'll have a few outliers here and there, but for a lot of, for the most part, you know, a lot of times they just are kind of lackadaisical with a lot of the games at this time of year. And then, you know, calendar flips over to the new year it kind of cranks up a little bit and then of course you know the um all-star break comes around and it cranks up again and then it cranks up again for the playoffs so you know that's that's just the the pattern and that's you know it makes sense for 82 82 game season you know it's a marathon not a sprint you don't want to you know blow yourself out early um you know so it, it totally makes sense but you know, I love what this in in season tournament d- has done. You know, for just making exciting basketball this time of year. It's it's been fun. It's been great. And you know, I love what it's what the tournament has done to bring out this drive in the Lakers too. And I think it's something that they're going to be able to carry on into the playoffs. It's it's really, you know, it's a it's a nice um you know kind of practice so to speak you know because like you know sure you don't you're not playing the seven game series but you kind of you get that pressure of you know a little bit more competition and you know so it's kind of like a practice run here with with these guys and you know practice looked pretty damn good you know seven and oh here in this tournament we didn't lose a single game you know our point differential was also great I think we had the, the best point differential going into it. I don't know if we ended up with it overall. Um, I haven't checked that stat yet, but you know, we we dominated this tournament. And you know, I think that's a great sign for us going into the playoffs. Um, you know, as long as we stay healthy, like I, I still feel really good about this team, as is. Um, you know. Everybody keeps talking about the trade. You know, everybody's so, so, um, you know, hell-bent on Levine, especially. And I'm just, you know, I like this team as it is. You know, everybody seems to, you know, know their roles and kind of slot into the roles really nicely. And if this team can play defense like this, oh, man, sky's the limit. I'm telling you. Because when this team hits threes playing defense like this, we will blow teams out, blow them out. I, you know, and you know, the more each game, like I'm getting more and more quietly confident with this team, like this, this whole tournament, like, you know, I just kept saying like, you know, I, I really feel that we're going to win it. Like it looks like LeBron, you know, AD really want it. And, you know, sure enough, they they they've pulled it off and you know proved me right and you know I I've, I've still got high hopes and a lot of confidence in this team going forward so you know this is great and I I think this is this is so great I think for Lakers Nation I think to kind of get you know something like you know we've had a rough few years here since 2020 and like you know. We didn't get our parade. Um, You know, it's, it's just nice. Like, even though this isn't, this isn't the big one, this isn't, you know, we're not going to be hanging a banner for this. You know, I don't care what they do that with that cup trophy. Like it's fine if it just sits in some back office somewhere. Like, I don't, I don't care about any of that, but it just, it just feels good right now as a Laker fan to win something. And to kind of feel like we're back in the saddle and back on the right track. And it just, it, it feels really good. It's, yeah, a nice feeling right now, you know. And, I mean, what a game. Like, you know, Halliburton, who was amazing, you know, in this entire tournament coming up to this, like, you know, he was the favorite to, to win MVP, you know. Braun ended up winning MVP, by the way you know, well-deserved, was, you know. He had a phenomenal tournament. You know, he, in all these tournament games, in fact, like, played phenomenally well. I, I think, like, of all the regular season games, his his play in the tournament games was some of the best of all the regular season games. So, yeah. And, you know, but Halliburton was, Halliburton was great. And we really contained him tonight, you know, he did not, you know, go off like he did against other teams and, you know, for, you know, a lot of, you know, this criticism we've given these guards, you know, I want to give them some credit tonight, you know, and, you know, also like, you know, it it helps, you know, a big part of it is having Cam Reddish and Bando in there, you know, because it makes up for a lot of the mistakes of of DLo and Ar, and you know we still obviously have issues with playing DLo and Ar together. You know, defensively they are a liability. You know, but I feel like um, Reddish and, and Vando can kind of make up for that in a lot of ways. And you know, especially when we're you know splitting their time and not having them on the floor together that often. So you know, anyway, but like like I said, it was it was great that we, you know, that we were able to do that with Halliburton, you know, because, you know, Halliburton, you know, the couple nights before against Milwaukee, you know, late in the game, you know, he did a little, he was mocking Dame time and, you know, having fun with that. And, you know, it's, yeah, he's a great, great young player. And, you know, I was worried that we were going to have a lot of any, you know, able to stop him at all you know to be honest you know like and so yeah I'm I'm quite pleased with with how that happened and you know and then also like there was a fun little um you know cannibalist related you know incident after that on TNT where you know Shaq you know called Tyrese Trey and then like you know he gets called out by people on Twitter you know and Shaq then claims, you know, quote unquote, it wasn't me, it was the cannabis. So shout out to Shaq, you know, they're in Vegas having some fun with legal cannabis. Love it. Love it, Shaq. That was that was awesome. So anyway, um, you know, let's let's play a little, a little music again. I'm gonna, you know, take a couple hits and we'll we'll get back to it um right after this. There we are. So anyway, you know, things are, I, f- I feel things are trending upward for this team. You know, they are currently right now, actually the fifth seed only four games out of the number one seed. Um, excuse me, so. uh, need another drink of water. Um. So anyway, like, you know, like I said, only four games out of the number one seed, currently in the fifth seed. And, you know, that really means that they're basically one good winning streak. You know, like a good seven, eight game winning streak can easily vault them into first place. You know, maybe even a five or six game winning streak. So, you know, depending on how, you know, other teams, you know, are winning and losing. So you know that's that's a pretty great position to be in right now. Like you know, you know, I did have higher expectations. I thought we would get out of the gate, you know, a little bit stronger. You know, unfortunately, the injuries, you know, would have hampered us. And you know, like seeing us fully healthy again, like you know, it's given me renewed confidence in this roster and in the scheme too. Like you know, I, I like I said, you know two games this in this past week, you know, both against the Rockets and then against against tonight against the Pacers where our defense really carried us. And that's, that's the signature of this team. And that's, you know, that gives me 2020 vibes with this team, as well as the way this bench has been reacting. This bench has been like, you know, jumping up and getting involved and, you know into the game like like they were in 2020 so like those little things like mattered like when when guys like each other and enjoy being around each other you know that helps the team chemistry so much so yeah i'm i am really really excited you know just these little things that i'm seeing and the way we're trending up like, you know, I, you know, obviously my, my prediction, you know, we've only got 14 wins right now, you know, and I've, i predicted 62. So, you know, that's, that's 48 to go. So yeah, like that, that's, that's rough, you know, like, but I, you know, I still, I still feel like confident that this team is going to do that. I, I feel confident that you know, this team is going to go on a good long winning streak here at some point in this season, and maybe, you know, maybe even a couple. So, yeah, I, I, you know, maybe 62 was a little bit optimistic, you know, but, you know, especially given the strength of the West, but, you know, I just, you know, what I've seen in this team and the way this roster is constructed, the way, you know, I feel – Darvin wants this team to play and the way they are responding and playing like he wants them to play. Like I, yeah, I feel very confident in this team. So, you know, you know, Denver has come back to earth without Murray, you know, Murray is going to come back soon. um, You know, but you know, that's, that's helped. Um, You know, Minnesota still looks incredibly strong though. You know, they've, They've only lost four. They're still the number one seed. Um, you know, and they've they've got the size to deal with this. I feel like you know, Minnesota and Denver, you know, are the you know, Denver is the the top of the mountain. That's who we wanna get to, you know, to get to the finals. You know, that's who we gotta get through. But like, you know, Minnesota, I still feel is no joke. And you know, they've got the size as well, like those those two teams. You know i've got the size and the length to really be dangerous to anybody so yeah like they're they're still you know cream of the top top of the heap here in the west for me and you know but you've got okay oklahoma city like nip it on their heels they they look really good right now um you know i i wouldn't count them out they are young you know that is the one thing that you know is probably going to hold them back in the end but like do not count them out that is a very good athletic and again another you know team with a lot of size a lot of length that you know and that's i mean that's really where the game is trending these days is you know wings dominate this game and you know size and length is really important and you can dominate with with size and length and quickness in this game so and then you know kings and mavs you know they're still dangerous and you can't count either of them out um you know and then you know clippers they're starting to get it together um you know after that rough start with harden coming over they're they're starting to get it. Re- get rolling now, starting to figure it out. And you know, even though I still feel that team is more a collection of pieces than they are an actual team, you know, that's a lot of talent. And you know, that there's they can still be a dangerous team. Very dangerous team. You know, now the Warriors on the other on the other hand kind of still continue to flounder a lot. And to me you know, it's no surprise to me. Like, I, I still feel like this team, you know, they're probably going to still win about 40 games, but they're they're going to be like about a 500 team, like all season. And, you know, probably, you know, fighting for that play-in. Um, and that's just, you know, until they, you know, make a roster change, you know, or a big trade, which I think is very possible. I think there's a good chance that they – you know, they make a roster a roster move here and make a trade to try and get better because if they don't, yeah, I don't see them being much better than five hundred team and you know, probably even under five hundred. So um yeah, you know the West is West is still still strong and still pretty deep, you know. And you know, even though the Lakers dominated the Pelicans, you know, they look way improved with a healthy Zion you know so yeah there's still a lot of a lot of trouble in the West and you know we got to stay healthy we got to stay healthy because you know as, as you've seen like this this team isn't isn't the same without all its depth but when it, when we have all our depth I feel like we can run with anybody and you know we can defend with anybody we hit our shots we can dominate anybody so anyway i i feel i feel very confident going forward you know because you know last last season the west was about you know was about 13 deep but like you know this this season i feel like it's it's only about 11 deep so it's a little bit better it's still still strong you know obviously but you know that that kind of you know improves improves our chances and you know helps helps the possibility of them getting to that 62 games that I predicted. So you know because like the bottom four Utah, Memphis, Portland, San Antonio that they really kind of all look like they're going to stay at the bottom. I don't I don't see them getting much better than they are. Um, so you know that's 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 the good thing. It's, you know, it's still a deep West, but it's not as deep as it was last year, you know, cause you know, 13 deep last year, that was, that was pretty incredible. Like, I don't think I've seen parody in the NBA in all these years that I've been watching it. Like that, that's, that, that's easily the best parody that I've seen, you know, for a, for, for a Western conference for sure. So Anyway, you know, moving on, you know, I want to talk about, um, you know, something here, that gets talked about on the timeline a lot, but I also feel it's probably one of the most futile, unwinnable, and ridiculous arguments you can have. But I, I I do understand why people do have them. But the goat argument. You know, no one wins a goat argument, you know. Let me tell you, as somebody who's been, you know, a fan for you know 40 years. Um, you know, when when I was a kid, you know, we used to you know, I used to argue with a lot of my, a lot of my peers between magic and bird. But while we were doing that, old heads would shout at us like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, it's, it's wilt and the big O Oscar Robertson, you know, the big O probably one of the, the. The funniest nicknames ever you know probably wouldn't fly these days pause the big o anyway (laughs) sidebar um you know like so like my, my point is that like you know even though we were arguing you know between you know magic and bird and you know we had we had good arguments for for them being the goat at the time but like you know the old heads, they had good arguments, you know, for Wilt or Oscar Robertson. So, you know, it's, it's this ongoing continuing thing. And, you know, the other thing I've noticed is most people kind of lock in to, you know, just one goat, Um, you know, and even a lot of people, you know, that have been watching as long as I have, you know, just chosen one goat and don't ever change. You know, I have actually, you know, believe it or not, I, I, my greatest of all time has changed numerous times as I've been watching basketball, you know, like when I started off, you know, it was Kareem, you know, and I you know a lot of that was based on just, you know, history. And, you know, I, I didn't get to watch a lot of Kareem's college game cause I was, I was too young, you know um, you know, so, you know, I knew him mostly in a Lakers uniform and, you know, like, but, you know, he had, you know, all the numbers, all the accolades, you know, before that. So, like, he, he was the the obvious guy, you know, that, that I saw as the greatest of all time. But this, you know, this may also come as a surprise to a lot of you. Like, a lot of people in the 70s did not really ever want to acknowledge Kareem as one of the greats. You know, like, you know, Wilt, of course, you know, got talked about, you know, Oscar Robertson. And of course, Wilt, you know, probably, you know, deserves, you know, way more credit and needs to be talked about way more than he does get talked about. You know, because a lot of people will put Kareem in their goat, you know, list, but a lot of people don't put Wilt there. And you got to look at Wilt's numbers. Wilt's numbers are incredible. You know, his numbers alone are just unmatched so anyway you know like i said but like i said a lot of people did not want to you know acknowledge kareem as the goat um you know and a lot of that was just because of his political activism and you know and in my lifetime i really didn't see him get really kind of elevated and talked about in a lot of regular basketball circles until you know probably after the turn of the century like well after he had retired you know and a lot of that was just because a lot of the way people felt a certain way about his political activism and kind of held that against him with basketball you know kind of like how Kobe got off court things held against him with basketball you know and it's 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 kind of similar like how time slowly softens that so but but anyway you know like like I said as, as I've gone on like my my goat has changed you know so it started off Kareem and then it was magic you know and then Jordan came down put his foot down wins three in a row and then you know takes two years off comes back wins three in a row like yeah I mean he was he was the goat for a while and then. For me, and this is this is a controversial one for a lot of people, and a lot of people disagree with me. But like, I feel like Kobe. Even though Kobe won only five championships, Kobe had a little bit better longevity. Kobe's footwork was, in my opinion, like bar none. Like, like his footwork. Like him and Hakeem Olajuwon have the most incredible footwork to ever grace this game in my opinion and so like when you kind of factor that in and just little things and little things that kobe perfected with the game like kobe you know just barely edged out jordan by a hair and of course you know a lot of people can accuse me of being a homer for that you know but i i watched kobe's career and you know i watched jordan's career and you know, I I think that I have a good argument for Kobe being, like I said, just slightly better. And then, you know, now we have, you know, a guy who's probably going to have the greatest argument ever when he is done. Now, I want to emphasize that, too. When he is done, this man is not done. Like, he is still out there playing like he's in his you know late 20s early 30s and you know he's damn near 40 so i mean he's incredible and like i said when he is done his argument is going to be hard to argue against you know it's you know but there's there's a lot of people right now that of course want to like shove it down our throats right now and you know Convince us now that he is the greatest of all time. And I think a lot of what they don't realize too when they, when they do this is that, you know, the harder you push something, a lot of times, the more people want to push back and even gleefully so, you know, especially the more you kind of push that, that agenda in such a, you know, kind of ridiculous way too, because you'll even turn off people who, who completely agree with you, you know? So, you know, I understand, you know, LeBron is incredible. We all should enjoy him. You know, I think, I think a whole lot of us do, you know, unfortunately there are a lot of, a lot of people who do hate LeBron for ridiculous and childish reasons like you know i've i've gotten into arguments with people who hate lebron for stupid off court reasons and just like the most childish things and you know how you can hate on a guy who's accomplished this much you know been a great father a great a great husband you know just an all around you know by by Every account, just an all-around great dude. Like, (laughs) Like, like, those are the people you should be mad at. Not like, you know, the people that are bad at, like, LeBron in any way, you know, for, you know, just being himself. Those are the people you should be mad at. Like, you know, not the people who love LeBron and love basketball and just occasionally say, like, Oh, LeBron didn't box out. <laughs> so, so, but anyway, you know, like I said, when he is done, his argument's going to be one of the best ever, you know, but you also have to understand that somebody who, you know, still has Jordan as their goat is not going to budge somebody who has kareem as their goat is still not going to budge somebody who has bill russell is not going to budge somebody has wilt is not going to budge you know um so i understand like you know we all want a consensus i've even talked to you know fellow content creators you know shout out to tony vega you know we've we've actually discussed this before like talked about like making a metric for the goat you know something that you know combines statistics and you know takes into account as many of the you know factors as possible to come up with a consensus you know goat and you know it's you know sounds good in theory but it's also like you know that's a lot of work and you know i I don't think we both kind of you know the more we talked about it and you know discussed it we we both realized that like yeah we, we we don't have the time to to write that book right now so like you know unless somebody wants to pay us like you know if somebody wants to pay us you know like um you know tony and i can get together he can he can help you know he can structure the metric mostly and i can write the book around it so you know any publishers that are listening out there (laughs) but you know anyway like like i said it's trying to you know determine a goat is like it's 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 impossible you know there there is no there is no metric that you know to make it um you, know, you know, to make it inequivocable, you know, you're always going to have people arguing over this and you know, I, I understand, you know, that everybody wants to have a number one. But, you know, sometimes you just gotta, you gotta understand that there's there's arguments that you know maybe aren't worth it. So anyway, you know, like I've even come up with you know what I think is a, a little bit better of an idea, but the more I've thought about how do you even think that that even makes it better or solves it because I think people will still not like my idea and still want to just, you know, debate on who's who's the goat, who's the greatest and You know, and I understand. I sympathize with a lot of the LeBron fans. Like you know, like I said, he's going to have probably, like I said, the greatest argument, and there's a lot of people who going to completely deny him. And as somebody who's a Kobe fan, I can sympathize with that better than you can imagine. Like you know, Kobe deniers, you know, were happening when he was playing, and and still go on to this day. So like like I said, I, I I sympathize with that. So, but anyway, you know, the system that I came up with is it's a, it's a three-tier system basically and so at the top you have you know your goats or you know or you know i like to call them gods you know so i've talked to other people and they were like no i don't want to call i can't call another player i can't call a player god or whatever so like so I, i've come up with you 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 can call it whatever you want but like so either goats greats gods that's the top tier you know so think you know like lebron, mike, you know, and of course some people won't put kobe in there but kobe should be in there anyway. <laughs> kareem, you know, magic, you know, bird, you know, they're they're the greats. they're the 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 basketball gods, you know. the, you know, the big championship winners, the the ones that we all acknowledge as the as the true greats of this game. You know, so there's your top tier. And then you have your next tier, which would be your superstars slash studs slash demigods. So, you know, think of, you know, great players like like Charles Barkley, you know, um, Clyde Drexler, great players that, you know, didn't win at all but were still amazing players, you know, or like, like Dirk Nowitzki who only won one one championship, you know, so he's, he's not quite up there with the goats, the greats or the gods, but he's, he's definitely a superstar, a stud or a demigod, you know, and then you have your third tier, which is just players, you know? So that's the way that I've, you know, I kind of want to structure it, you know, because like, like I said, as I've been watching for so long, You know my goat has changed so like i have various goats and you know kobe is my current goat you know and the only reason he is my current goat is because lebron is not done and you know when lebron is done you know i'm going to willingly pass him the torch because his his argument is going to be phenomenal so you know And it's going to break my heart because I love Kobe, you know, and, you know, surprisingly enough, though, for a lot of people, Kobe is not my favorite player, but, but his greatness, like you cannot deny that man's greatness. And that is the other reason that I like the tier system here, because there's so many people that, you know, when we're ranking and, you know, like, I don't have a problem with you know whoever you have go like you know i just i feel like there are three great players in the modern era lebron kobe and mike that should be one two three and you know whatever order you want to put them in you know whatever but like i feel like those those three should be the top tier and like if you've been you know somebody who's been watching since the 70s you know, you, I I wouldn't be offended if you put Wilt in there and knock somebody out and, you know, but like, but this disrespect of like, there's so many people that don't even put Kobe in a top 10, you know, and like, you know, even a top five, even not in a top five is a little questionable to me, but like, not even in your top 10 is truly insulting. So So anyway, like, you know, and my biggest thing about this whole debate is I want us to appreciate all of these great players. Because, like, I feel so privileged to have seen so many great players over so many years. And, you know, I hope that there are other fans that are just as lucky as I am, you know, going forward. And because it's it's pretty damn cool. You know being able to see all these great players and you know i hope other you know longtime fans like myself you know end up having you know multiple goats like i do you know and maybe this at some point this tier system you know people start to understand it and it takes off because you know i i think it's a little bit better you know but i do understand that you know of course you know Everybody, everybody always wants somebody to be the best, the top, the pinnacle, the peak, you know, and so that's, that's why we have these goat debates. But, you know, anyway, you know, I, I just wanted to, you know, kind of give my two cents about that, talk a little bit about, you know, like I said, I I feel my tier system is a little bit better. You know, there's. You know it just it also makes for me it makes a little more fun argument of like you know who fits and what's your argument and like you know are there are there people that are borderline you know borderline players that could be superstars studs demigods you know or borderline superstars that could be you know greats or gods like you know those could make fun arguments too so so anyway you know it's been You know, great, great week, you know, and, you know, can only mean one thing at this point. So anyway, historical stoner circle. So, you know, since it's only me, you know, you know, last week I was, you know, I had three that I would gas with, three that I would pass with, you know, and the more I thought about this, like, you know, this, this should be, this should be more positive and fun. Like, you know, especially since it's just me, you know, and I don't, I don't have somebody to kick it back and forth with. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna start talking about people I want to gas with. You know because this is more fun and like you know no reason to be you know negative and you know we all need a little more positivity in our life anyway lives anyway and yeah so so anyway here here are the three people I would really like to gas with first on my list is one of my favorite comedians of all time funny guy never got any respect rodney dangerfield and he was he was you know a lot of people i don't know if a lot of people know this but he was a yeah big time stoner and just one of the funniest guys like ever in my opinion and i i just i would love to sit down and you know just burn one with him like that that would be an amazing experience so Anyway, and then onto my next one, my next one, um, fairly important person to a lot of people, um, you know, very interesting person to me. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not a religious person, but I'm very spiritual person and just interested in, you know, a lot of spiritual teachings and stuff like this so this person is someone that i would love to hang out with and burn with you know he may not want to burn one with me but like you know maybe he'd just hang out with me while i smoke a joint and have a nice conversation with me the dalai lama mm-hmm. would be my second choice here tonight as somebody who i would love to gas with so yeah that that would be awesome because you know i could i could talk to him about so many things about about just life and yeah just everything so that that would be fun and then the last guy that i'd like to pass or yeah i'd like to pass with that i'd like to gas with (laughs) last guy i'd like to gas with here is one of my favorite um action movie action movie actors um and martial artists bruce lee just there's so many things that i would love to sit down and talk with him about it would just be yeah it would be just awesome to be able to spend hours with him whether or not he smoked or not again like just like the dalai lama just you know as long as he'd chill with me and hang out so so anyway, you know, it's been great, you know, been great week this week for the Lakers. You know, it's been so nice to kind of get back in the saddle and like you know, here we are, you know, 14 and 9, you know, not ready to crank up here, you know, for Christmas time here in a couple weeks and You know, I'm feeling confident about this team. You know, I don't know about you guys, but with each passing game, and especially with this tournament, I am quietly confident with this team. So, anyway, you know, this has been great. You know, until next time, you know, everybody stay zooted, and I hope you have a great one. In the history of mankind, men have been called out, and written up millions of times over. But only one man was written up for, and I quote, making barnyard noises and wouldn't stop. Rest in power, my friend. Washiko!